before I talk a little bit about the fourth Brahma Vihara, I just want to say that um, uh, for the next couple days we'll keep the four corner windows open a couple inches, but the other people who are sitting near a window, if you get cold, you can close them. It's going to be a little brisk for a couple of days. Kind of shift in weather here. Impermanence change. So this last Brahma Vihara of equanimity, I'm going to say a few words about it before we uh, do any practice. You've already heard about the first three and um, done some practice in in them, the uh, Brahma Vihara of metta, uh, unconditional friendliness, the Brahma Vihara of compassion, the sense of care um, in the face of suffering, and uh, the Brahma Vihara of mudita, or appreciation, um, in connecting with happiness and joy. So these First three, they're, they're warming for the heart, right? They're connecting for the heart. The fourth Brahma Vihara of equanimity has a, um, a different feeling. It's a little bit more cooling of the heart. And it's meant to make sure that the other three stay in balance. And so the way I teach it and the way I think about it is that this fourth Brahma Vihara is... Um, intricately a part of each one of the other three. And that for the other three, for mudita, metta, compassion to be fully developed and um, fully felt, you need this quality of equanimity for balance. And so this is very related to the question that came up in the hall this morning of um, I care about somebody so much and um, I don't want them to suffer and I want to protect them and and I'm feeling a lot of distress around that. Um, The fourth Brahma Vihara of equanimity is is meant to address that. Um, So basically the fourth Brahma Vihara is about developing or cultivating non-attachment to our wishes to our wishes for the other person, to our wishes for ourselves. So it's, it helps us to let go of the attachment to our wishes that might develop from the other three. And it allows us to connect and care deeply without being overwhelmed. So it's, 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 um, it's non-attachment but not disconnection. <laughs> So not indifference, not disconnection, but it's a deep connection with non-attachment. So indifference is actually easier. (laughs) Disconnecting is actually easier. Equanimity is asking us to actually still stay in relationships, still stay close, still connect, and yet to let go. You could say to let go of our own agendas or our ideas about how the way things should be. And I would even say, the Buddha wouldn't probably put it in this language, but I'd say it's about appropriate boundaries <laughs> in, in modern uh, terminology. Um, it's about really understanding that this is another person, a separate person, and that they have their own life, and they have their own destiny, and they have their own journey, and that we can't control that. We can't, um, we can wish them well, we can be with them on their journey, but we can't control what that journey is. 
And so it's a letting go of wishes to control, to fix, to have things be a certain way with this person. So how it works perhaps a little bit with the other three is, so with metta, we're wishing somebody well. If you use the traditional wishes, you're wishing for them to be happy and safe. Um, But what you understand with equanimity is that they're not always going to be happy and safe, right? This is the the world we live in where everything changes all the time. They're going to feel the full range of joy and sorrow that a human life has. Can we still stay open-hearted knowing that? That's why metta is like such a deep um, spiritual quality and why it um, takes so much practice and why it can keep deepening. It's because there's this huge existential question of how do I keep an open heart and not be able to control <laughs> what's going on out there, what's going on with the other person, and, and, and hold this full range of joy and sorrow. Um, with compassion. So we're wishing for somebody to um, be free from suffering or we're caring about their suffering. <laughs> what equanimity does in this case is it balances any tendency we might have to feel like we have to fix the person or um, over-responsibility we may feel for the other person. That's where the boundaries perhaps come in, understanding that, that they have their own life to deal with their own destiny. And um, to counteract um, the aversion that may arise when we see suffering. So it's really, the equanimity is like how big can the heart get so that it can hold the suffering. It's like Michelle said last this morning, like give me all the give me all the suffering in the world so I can care about it. That would be the 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 wide range, right? I think it was Rio Khan who said something like, Oh, that my priest's robes were wide enough to hold all the suffering people in the world big heart of compassion, and yet somehow there's also, you could say, acceptance of suffering. Not acceptance passive, like we don't do anything about it, but acceptance of the, that that's the truth right now. Non-resistance to the truth, you could say, that suffering exists. That's maybe a help, more helpful way for some people to look at this acceptance of the suffering as non-resistance to the truth of this right now. But of course we respond, right? So that the not passive acceptance. And so it really, so equanimity with compassion increases our ability to care. We can actually care more because the equanimity, um, it's like ballast, <laughs> It provides, uh, protection is too strong a word, but it provides strength, strength to the compassion. And then with mudita, appreciating others' um, happiness and its success, with equanimity we understand, um, well, first of all, that they're not always going to be happy and successful because that's the way life goes. But also it can challenge us to accept that others' people people's way of being happy might be different than our own. 
as long as they're not hurting people, appreciating other people's ways of being happy. So there's a bunch of phrases uh, that I'm going to share with you for equanimity practice. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of them and ask you to, um, when I read them, to close your eyes and see which one might resonate for you, one or ones, so that you can find an equanimity phrase that, um, that helps you to feel that, you could say, freedom from attachment. So the traditional phrase, I'm going to tell you what it is, but for a lot of you it's not going to work. <laughs> um, it's all beings are owners of their karma, heirs to their karma. Their happiness and unhappiness depend upon their actions and not my wishes. So you would say, you're, you could, if you use the you phrase, so you are the owner of your karma. Your happiness and your sorrow depend upon your actions and not my wishes for you. For you. Now, how does that land with most of you? <laughs> Probably like, what? <laughs> or it can sound a little harsh. Now, for some of you, if you come from cultures um, where there's a deep understanding of karma and it's part of your culture, that might land great, in which case you can use it. Um, but if, the, if for others of you, it sounds, um, uh, it doesn't bring a kind of relaxed caring, non-attached connection, then um, you, you don't need to use the traditional one. And I could talk for an hour just about that phrase, but I'm not going to because <laughs> we want some time. So um, I think actually I'll read the phrases at the end, say a couple more things, see if there's something. Um, Oh, when the Buddha talked about these four Brahma-viharas, he compared the first one of metta to that feeling that you feel when you see a newborn, just the unconditional love and friendliness. He compared the feeling um, of compassion when you see a hurt child. You want to help, right? You want to alleviate the suffering. He compared mudita to the feeling when you see a child having success and spreading their wings and getting their footing in the world, um, I think of it like one mudita fest is like a high school graduation, right? It's like, you know, they're all the success and you're just so happy about it. And then the fourth one, equanimity, he compared to when the child leaves home. So you get that feeling, right? When the child leaves home, it's like, oh, you're an adult now. <laughs> and, um, and there's a release of, of um, you could say, responsibility, the release of expectation, the release of, um, yeah, the, the attachment. <laughs> so, so maybe that helps you to understand it. I think that it, w- the way I feel like one way we can describe equanimity is we, we're releasing other people from our attachment and our expectations and our demands. Because often what you see, like, um, when there is attachment in these Brahma-viharas, it's often, it's like, it's our ideas about what should be going on for that person. So you can see it's, it references off of us. But equanimity, it's like you let that go. And, and it's also we free our own hearts of that, um, the contraction of attachment to results.
And so it brings to relationships a kind of openness and a freshness and um, flexibility. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for relationships. And a good thing for the heart because it brings for the heart openness, freshness, and flexibility. So how we're going to do this today is we're going to... you can you can choose whichever one of the three that you connect to most, um, and uh, develop your connection either metta, compassion, or mudita with with the person or being. So we're going to start with mostly with somebody else, and remember to keep it easy. That's another thing with the compassion when you're trying to balance the compassion. Don't start with hard people. Start with somebody who you care about, but not too much. <laughs> the first time I did compassion practice, I, 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 I was using as my um, compassion, my main person for compassion, a friend of mine who um, was suffering from depression. And it was too much. I, was, I cared about her too much, and I couldn't find the compassion because I kept getting overwhelmed with grief. And so um, I finally settled on a woman at work whose husband was dying of cancer. I liked her and and all, but there was a little bit more space for me to actually figure out what compassion was because I I didn't get overwhelmed with grief. Does that make sense? So find um, somebody uh, who you don't feel overwhelmed with. That's the truth with all of these Brahma Viharas. You, you really want to find early when you're practicing this, and even later, you know, you want to find somebody who really helps you to know what that feeling is. Not somebody to work through the relationship with, but somebody who um, is easy enough that you can connect with the feeling and then strengthen it, really understand it, and then later you bring it to perhaps people like you care about more that... But then you have the resource of like, oh, I remember what that compassion feels like. Can I bring it to this relationship? Because I familiarized myself with it. So what we're going to do is you take the um, take whatever one you connect with more of these Brahma Viharas and choose somebody easy. And we're going to spend a little time um, developing the either mudita, compassion, or metta. And then we're going to bring in the equanimity phrases or equanimity practice and see what happens with that connection. You're going to explore like how that connection can be balanced with equanimity. So I'm going to read a few of the phrases and uh, we can start with closing our eyes now because you can see which one of these phrases um, brings uh, a sense of relaxation to your heart and mind? Which one do you connect with the most? And then I'll go into guiding the practice. All beings are owner. You are the owner of your karma. Your happiness or sorrow depends upon your actions and not my wishes for you. Joy and sorrow arise and pass away. This is part of the journey. 
things are just as they are right now. This is how it is right now. No matter how much I might wish for things to be otherwise, things are as they are. I care for you, but I can't control your happiness or unhappiness. I honor your own path. May my mind, heart open to this experience with balance and ease. I release my attachment to how things are for you. I respect your sovereignty. Whether I understand it or not, things are unfolding according to a lawful nature. Joy and sorrow arise and pass away. This is part of the journey. So perhaps one of those phrases resonated for you, or perhaps you have one of your own that comes to mind. So we'll start our equanimity practice, as I mentioned, by bringing to mind somebody that we've been connecting with in our practice who's pretty easy, fairly uncomplicated, a being or a person. And entering that connection with this being our person, whichever doorway is most accessible to you. Metta, that sense of unconditional friendliness and kindness. or compassion, that sense of caring about suffering. Or mudita, that appreciation for happiness. Taking a few minutes to really connect with this person or being.
So keeping this connection with this person or being, we add the reflection that joy and sorrow are part of all human lives and that we're not able to control this other person's destiny. This reflection that we respect and honor their own journey. This letting go of attachment to our expectations for them. Releasing the heart of any burden of attachment that we have taken on so that our connection with them can be fresh and unhindered by expectation or our own needs. And if one of the phrases are helpful, I'll read a few of them again. You can use this phrase and have the image or sense of this person and expressing this phrase towards them. Joy and sorrow arise and pass away. This is part of the journey. Whether I understand it or not, things are unfolding according to a lawful nature. This is how it is right now. No matter how much I might wish things to be otherwise, this things are as they are. I care for you, but I can't control your happiness or unhappiness. I release my attachment to how things are for you. I respect and honor your sovereignty. See how the heart responds to these suggestions or this encouragement. No forcing. Again, it's an exploration.
if you start to lose the connection with the person, you can go back to the other Brahma-vihara and intersperse it with equanimity. You can explore what way helps you to stay connected, encouraging non-attachment to outcome.
of somebody else that you've been connecting with in your Brahma Vihara practice comes to mind, you can connect with them in the same way. First cultivating the metta or compassion or appreciation and then bringing in the equanimity and exploring how the heart relates to to this truth, to this orientation.
you want for the last part of the practice. If there's anybody that has been coming up in your Brahma-vihara practice or in your life where you feel a sense of attachment to them being a certain way or their lives being a certain way and you want to um, bring them to mind. So I'm suggesting you can move into perhaps somebody who's a little stickier, a little more difficult, and you can bring them to mind, establish a connection and... uh, Bring in the equanimity phrases or phrase that you connect with and explore. Can you release attachment to the way things are for them? Perhaps, perhaps not. It's all an exploration. Seeing what you can learn about the habits of the heart and mind.
and opening up our practice, extending our hearts outwards to all the other yogis in the room, the other meditators, the staff and the other beings on this land, little, small, near, far, seen, unseen, and outwards to all beings. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings have happiness and success that flourishes and grows. And lastly, understanding that joy and sorrow arise and pass away. And this is part of the journey for all beings. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.